Praise God. Why don't we lift up our hands and to, the, to the Lord. There is a sweet anointing and a sweet presence of God in this place. I know God's getting ready to do miraculous things. He's already doing things in this, in this atmosphere right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God, what you're doing right now, that undercurrent of the Holy Ghost, God, continue to shake and move this place. Come on, why don't you get your voice up there right now? Come on, why don't you lift up your voice right now? Come on, why don't you pull down what's hanging over you? Come on, why don't you allow the power of God to move tonight? Come on, why don't you get out of your comfort zone and allow the anointing of God to totally destroy the yoke? Come on. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. As Sister Lacey was talking, the Lord spoke to me when uh, Sister Barbara and Brother Daniel was walking up here and she was talking about that well uh, that was digging. And the Lord said to me to tell both of you that the well that you dig, it seems like you're far down. But when the water starts flowing, what you've dug created room for what you need. <laughs> Jesus name. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost, y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Sendara Mohoya, he belaha. Jesus name, Jesus name. Woo! My Lord, there's an overflow in this place. I promise you, if you get in this flow, the things that you're waiting on will be deposited into your spirit. Jesus name, Jesus name, you may be seated. You know, when the Bible said that he that waiteth upon the Lord, he that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed. That word waiting is not sitting doing nothing. It's an anticipation or working with an anticipation. Knowing that whatever you're working for, God has already done it. So you're going to do it as if it's already done. All right. See what you started, Sister Lacey. <laughs> I want to give honor to Sister Lacey and Brother Daniel um, Autry and the Autry family, the Autry tree. <laughs> They're wonderful people of God. And every one of the staff members and everyone that is in the media, everyone that is in the rightful place. Thank you so much because church will not be what it is without everyone grabbing a hold of the plow. And some person is spinning the plow, another person is fixing the plow, and another person is feeding the ox, and another person is scooping up the stuff behind the ox. Sometimes that's the pastor. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I have a word for this church, you know. 
Uh, God called me to do uh, a shut-in Tuesday night, and then God reaffirmed the word that I've already had, gave me the word, and then your pastor called me the next day and asked me to come. He said, do you have a word? I was like, well, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, man. I feel good, everybody. With the help of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to do my best to convey this, this word to y'all. Y'all got to, you know, excuse my voice. I've been using it uh, more than just talking, by the way. I've been talking to the Lord. You know, I've been praying. You know, this is not a season for playing. This is a season for praying. This is a season for power. This is the hour that God has called us to. And let me tell you, I see we're in a prophetic time. The, tum the coming of the Lord is here. And I'm going to tell you, I want to get caught praying. I want to get caught up with him while I'm caught in him. I want to get caught up in Jesus while I'm wrapped up in prayer. I don't have time for gossip. I don't have time for nonsense. I'm doing the work that he has sent me to do. And while he's looking for me, I'm teaching Bible studies. I'm praying. I'm reaching and I'm seeking. And I would to God that the church of God in this hour find your place in the prayer room. And I'm telling you, you can carve out a space. You can carve out a notch. Hear me. There's never too much you can do in prayer. There's always something you can pray about. There's always something you can labor about. There's always something you can talk to the Lord about whoa my Lord Jesus my Lord I think I'm gonna preach what God gave me L listen my motto is if you gotta talk to God you gotta talk to God first before you talk to his people see the problem we have sometimes is we talk it out with people before we talk it out in the presence when you talk it out in the presence then everything makes sense sometimes when you get agitated it's sometimes it's God agitating your spirit and when you go to God in prayer asking and seeking God begins to work those things out on not your behalf but on his behalf and let me tell you prayer don't change you it gives you the opportunity to be changed because there's a lot of people that pray and they don't change. You see, change is not instantaneous. Prayer is what happens over a period of time. Prayer begins to cultivate the atmosphere, not for God, but for you. Listen, God already knows what's going to happen. When you go to God, it's not necessarily you trying to get God to hear what you have to say. When you go to God in prayer... You begin to talk to God and he shows you what he thinks about it. Therefore, the circumstances change. You don't change, but the circumstances change when you see it how he sees it. He said, I'm going to keep you as the apple of the eye. You got to understand that the first thing is prayer. And the last thing is prayer. The last thing you have to do is the first thing you have to do. So before you talk about it, pray about it. Come on. Sister Lacey says something, W-O-R-K, work. The scripture talks about working out your own salvation, doing the work of him that sent you. Jesus was in the temple about his father's business. Prayer is working where nobody sees you. He said, go in your closet, and, and in what you do in secret, he will reward you openly. Do you understand exactly what that is saying? It's not that somebody won't see you prayer. It's that what you pray secretly, secretly will manifest openly. And God will confirm the word with signs following. You won't understand the signs if you don't follow up in prayer. My Lord, that, that was for somebody else. Anyway, uh, turn to the book of Daniel. 
get me talking about prayer, I'd get all outside of myself. Let me tell you something. You don't have to have a heritage in this thing. You don't have to have five or six generations of apostolic generation. That's good. But let me tell you something. When I begin to pray, I tap into Sister Lacey's generation. I tap into people that's been in this thing 20 and 30 years. You know, I might be jacked up from my family line. I, I, my bloodline may not be right. But let me tell you, when I get in prayer, I tap into the blood of Jesus. And God begin to fix my prayer. Prayer. If you're struggling with addictions, pray. Prayer begin to shake them chains. If you got a bad attitude, pray. If you don't know what, you know, you need a job, pray. Hear what I'm telling you. They found Jesus in the temple. Jesus went into the mountain and prayed. Jesus was in the wilderness and prayed. He was attacked by the enemy in prayer, but he overcame in prayer. He was drove by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. But after he came out of the spirit of prayer, he came out in the power of the spirit. If you want power, stop asking for a position. God will give you what you need in prayer. Just ask of him. Woo, hallelujah. Daniel. Chapter 3, Daniel chapter 3, verse 24 through 26. My Lord Jesus, Daniel was a man of prayer. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were men of prayer. Daniel 3, 24, 26. I feel the Lord say move on, so I'm going to move on. If you dare say amen. Amen. Let's, let's hear what the Lord has to say. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king. He answered and said, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt and the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the, the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the most high God, come forth and come hither. He said, get over here, come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And with that scripture read, I want to read to you, I'm at to you simply to, on the topic of can you see the fourth man? Can you see the fourth man? Look at your neighbor and say, can you see the fourth man? In the name of Jesus. The fiery trials that, that we go through reveals who our God is to the enemy. When we come through a trial, we come through a situation, it begins to reveal to the enemy who your God is. No one told Nebuchadnezzar about the son of God. Is it possible that when God allows you to go through a circumstance, he allows the fire that the enemy puts you in to allow the enemy to see who's the one that is able to deliver you out of the hand of the enemy? God allowed him to see the revelation of him to show him what a real God looked like. 
You see, the enemy wants to let you know that, well, you're going to die in this situation and you're not going to live through this situation. But you got to have faith that no matter what trial you may be in, no matter what you go through, God is going to deliver you in the situation and through the situation. Let me read. I know I didn't give you this scripture. This is back in uh, Daniel chapter three, verse 20. And he says, and he commanded the most mighty men. He commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to cast them into the burning furnace. Let me tell you something. They're going to be a mighty, mighty men. They're going to be some, some people, some high officials. They're going to be some people that, that have the power to do whatever it is to you in this world, to bind you, to put you in a situation. But it said mighty men bound them. The mighty men bound them and led them to the fire. But the mighty men didn't even survive on the way to the, to the fire. Is it possible that the things that bind you burn off of you on the way to your trial? Is it possible that the same tactic that the enemy used against you will destroy the enemy? Can you see the fourth man? Is it possible that the trials of your health, the things that you've been going through, the same thing that you've been dealing with year after year, month after month, and time after time will be the same doctor that diagnosed you will say, I don't know what happened. You're not sick anymore. Something happened. In the name of Jesus. Here, let me set my timer, y'all. I... I got ahead of myself, and uh, we're going to take a few minutes off of this timer. Matthew 18, 18, 18, chapter 18, verse 18 through 20. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth, ye shall be, shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Let me, let me say something. The Bible says that they went into the fire bound, right, Brother Osborne? He, he said they were, they were bound. But... A little bit ahead in the scripture, it says that when the fire burned, that it loosed. They were loosed what they were bound from. Jesus said, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be loosed. That's, that struck me in a significant way. Then Jesus said again, I say unto you. That if two or three, I mean, two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that sh they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Bible says that the, they were thrown in the midst of the fiery furnace. But when they were thrown in the midst of the fiery furnace, they were loose from their bonds. But the fourth man showed up in the fire. Let me tell you, church, when you gather two or three to reach the lost, to teach a Bible study, to pray for somebody at the altar the fourth man shows up come on somebody can you see the fourth man when you're dealing with situations that you cannot do it but when you show up to the house of God the fourth man is already here let me tell you something Jesus didn't just decide to show up in the fire he was waiting in the fire 
Let me tell you something. He do his best work in the fire. Fire don't scare Jesus. Water don't scare Jesus. Hear what I'm trying to tell you. Just because you may be bound by a situation, God will use the same situation to loose you. I have a Bible for it. The Bible says that there has been no temptation that has taken you, but such has come in the man. But God is faithful that through the temptation, he's able to give you a great escape, an escape, an escape. What do you mean? That in the front door, there's a binding, but in the back door, there's a loosing. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm not preaching to the church of the living dead. I'm preaching to the church of the living God. Come on. Lift up your hands. Come on. Help me. Hallelujah. It is the fire that reveals the inner commitment to your God, your doctrine, your belief system, and what you, what you stand for. The fire does it. It was the fire that caused the viper to bite Paul. And uh, because of the bite, the pagans on the isle of Malta were uh, where Paul had resided after the shipwreck, began to bow to the God of Paul, and there was revival in that place from that day. It was healing because of the bite, but the bite wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego understood what was written in the law and what was taught to them from the law of God. That while in the time of great persecution, they were willing to die for what they believed and were taught even in the midst of a foreign place. Notice the Bible says that in the time of Jehoiakim and Nebuchadnezzar had captured all of the people, but it was the people of Judah. Notice, they were the people of Judah. Can anybody tell me what Judah means? Come on. Judah means praise. So you're going to bound some people and, and, and allow three Hebrew boys. Actually, Daniel was a, a, among those guys, but th they took the three Hebrew boys and threw them in the midst of the fire. First of all, you took me from prayer and praise. You think I'm going to come in your city and change what I do? All right, I'm going to get a little tight, but what I'm going to say is right. Just hold on, all right? Just because the world does it, just because everything's changed, it doesn't take place of your God. Just because the world does it, it shouldn't alter your praise. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3 to 5. It says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the waters under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I the Lord thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generations to them that hate me. It's a prophetic word in there. I'm going to talk about something right now and show you that the enemy does not stop how he does stuff. If we pray God gives us understanding and enlightenment and illuminates on us on things that are happening and things to come. You see, prayer, uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, 
that he that that behold there was a a door that God had opened but he said there were many adversaries Paul also said he was praying and he saw in a vision Lydia and there was a great effectual door but there was resistance to get there so because of your belief because of your God you must be tried their principles were stronger than their faith that they were willing to lose their life before they just bowed their knee to what the ungodly king had to say. There is a new religion of this world that has been birthed called BLM, Black Lives Matter. And it's taken sports, talk shows, social media, schools, governments, and even the church by storm. It all started by the same tactics of the devil through the bowing of the knee. Don't talk about this stuff. They're going to censor you. I wish that some of us censor ourselves. This is not about the people, but it's about the movement. Let me operate just a little bit. I'm not talking about the BLM movement because I can care less what they do. I'm talking about the church of the living God. I'm talking about what's going on. Let me tell you something. The world is going to wax worse. They're going to continue to do what they're doing. They're not going to change. It's going to get worse and worse. So here's the problem with it. It's a spirit of fear because as soon as I said BLM, everybody's like, oh. He didn't say that. Oh, my gosh. We're so conscious of what the Nebuchadnezzars of this world tell us to do. We get in public. Oh, man, that, I know that I need to pray for this person, but hey, um, I noticed that you are. Can I teach you a Bible study? <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but I'm not talking to you about something that I haven't been fighting. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of fear. You want to do it, but you don't want to deal with the consequences. Well, what if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would have bowed like everybody else? Then the fiery furnace would have took somebody else. Let me tell you something. He said, I will not bow, will not worship, and we will not sing. Because the Bible says when there were all kinds of music that was played. Everywhere you go, there's a theme song to everything. The church survives our prayer. Hear what I'm saying? This is prophetic. Because they were from Judah. When you hear the sound of the music. The first thing that they were saying. First off. I ain't worshiping that junk. Because that's not the music that we're used to. Because the Bible says. Uh, in earlier in the scripture. That when they went to Jehoiakim. That they captured those people. And they took the things of the house of God. And they took it into their cities and they used the things that was sacred to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel and began to put it in their own temples. And they began to say, look, when it was in the house of God, it was sacred. But those things are not more sacred than what I'm holding on to. You can't take the commandments out of my heart. You can't take the. Come on, somebody. Come on. Here I'm telling you something right now, tonight. 
each and every one of us have to make a decision on whether we're going to praise or we're going to give in to what everybody else has done. And let me tell you, it didn't say there were three Hebrew men. It said they captured Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, all of the people, right? So were there more Jews with them? Yeah. Everybody else is like, <laughs> I ain't going to go on that far. Not today. <laughs> Somebody was like, I ain't going to go all the way down. Physically, I'm laying down, but in my spirit, I'm standing up. I know that sounds funny, but we got people doing that today. Lift your hands. The pastor starts preaching on holiness, starts preaching on doctrine, starts preaching on things that not that he don't want you to do, but things that he wants you to stay away from that will contaminate your praise. Lift your hands. Here you go. Actually, uh, what's coming on Netflix next week? Hmm. I wonder who Trump's going to elect for the Supreme Court judge. Ooh, you know what? I can't, I, I can't stand Nancy. Fancy Nancy, they be just going on, the Democrats and the, the Republicans. But let me tell you something. The Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar said, call the governors, the sheriffs, uh, and all of the people from the high courts, all of the people from the government, even the people in the government are taking a knee. It's not about them bowing. It's about the simple fact that we are too afraid to bow for our God, but we are, we. But I want to tell you about the fourth man. When you feel like the enemy's coming in like a flood, say, you know what, enemy? Watch me do my thing. Watch me dance. Watch me shout. Watch me pray because you can't stop me. Greater is he that lives in me than he that is in the world. Go ahead, Nebby. Turn the music on. Watch me look at you crazy. That's what you have to be. Listen, I know I'm being sarcastic. I'm being very sarcastic. And I'm doing that for a reason. I don't want you to think that I'm being harsh or hard. But hear what I'm trying to tell you. There's been times where I've been teaching Bible studies and, and people be like, well, well, don't do, you, you shouldn't say that. Well, the Bible says, I'm not saying, I'm quoting what thus saith the Lord. The Bible says they increased in boldness. God wants you to walk in a boldness so that you don't allow the enemy to dictate what you do. Hear me. If you don't want to do it, you're not doing it because you just don't want to. I'm not going to be pressured no way to do anything what the enemy wants me to do. I'm skipping over stuff. Let me go ahead and finish here. And Daniel, I've already talked about how the, the princes and all those people from different areas... It wasn't their resistance, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It wasn't their resistance that gotten them thrown into the fire. It was their obedience. I got to give a shout out to Sister Williams. That was her quote. 
Woo, woo. It was their obedience. Because faith, people can have faith. All right, are you ready for this? Everybody got signs in their yard. Faith over. Look how quick we caught on to that. But what, where is their faith? People saying faith over fear, and they're having a barbecue with a keg. Hey, praise God, man. Hey, pass that there. You know what I mean? Y'all country folk. <laughs> Hear what I'm telling you. <laughs> Listen, you can have church. You can have fun and have church. Am I doing okay, Sister Lacey? All right. <laughs> They're saying faith over fear. But where is their faith? Where is it? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter because we know that our God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace and from your hands through what you mean to kill us with. Throw me in the fire, Nebi, because if you throw me in the fire and if I die in the fire, that means I went on to meet my reward. But if I don't die in the fire, I have a testimony. You see, the enemy comes in like a flood. Listen, it says, when the spirit of the, uh, the Lord, uh, when the spirit of, I'm sorry. <laughs> when the enemy comes in like a flood, when he comes in like a flood, that word flood is when you're overwhelmed. When anxiety comes in, frustration. No, 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 no. When he comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a, will lift up a, We'll lift up a, you know what a standard is? There's a standard of living where the standard of way where we walk, we live, and we talk. And the standard of living is in him do we live and move and have our being. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that because I'm already frustrated. I'm not going to help the situation. I'm going to call pastor. I'm going to call my first lady. I'm going to get to the house of God. I'm going to pray. I need God. I need the fourth man to show up in the fire. We all need a standard lift up. That means before the enemy came in like a flood, God's already created a way for you to get out of it. Lift up your hands. Somebody begin to pray right now. Lord, right now. Breathe into this place, Lord. First Peter chapter 1 verse 7. First Peter chapter 1 verse 7 through 9 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love in whom through though I'm sorry, whom though you not have seen him not ye believe ye rejoice with joy unspeakable. And full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. In order for the fourth man to show up, to show up for you, you need to know who your God is and where your trust is. These three Hebrew boys had their minds made up and they, they would not go against the word of God no matter what the world did. We need to understand who Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is so that you can have a full understanding of why they didn't stand. Oh, yeah. 
Listen to this. And the king spake unto, uh, whatever, that, I can't pronounce his name. I'm not going to butcher it. The master of the chiefs, he was a eunuch, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed of the princes. Children in whom, listen to what he said, children in whom was no blemish, but well favored, well favored, and skillful in all wisdom, and cunning in knowing, and knowledge, or in other words, quickly understanding. And it said, understanding science and such as had the ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which we, uh, we, he drank. So nourishing them three years that at the end of thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were, all, were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle and Azira, Azira. Listen to what their names mean. Hananiah means God has favored. Michelle means who is, I mean, who is what God is. And the last one means Jehovah has helped. So their names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We don't even know them by their real names. But when they were in the fire, we saw who they really were. Daniel 3, 22 through 24. I know I'm, I'm reading a lot of scripture here, but I'm, I'm, I'm making a, a valid point here. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the, the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The truth of the matter is those three Hebrew boys were led to the fire and not thrown in the fire because the men who, it who was, uh, was able to take them, they died. Hear what I'm saying. So God, this, this is an amazing picture. They literally walked themselves in the, in, the, in the fire. They literally walked themselves. So they turned the fire up. So those guys, those mighty men died. So as they were walking... They just like bloop, dropped over. And I can see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Y'all, can, can, can I explain how I see it in my head? Hey, uh, Shadrach, he dead. Meshach, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. Abednego, what are we going to do? Let's go on up in this fire, bro. I can see them getting in the fire just kind of like, y'all going to close the door? Or you're not? Hey! Oh, that, that didn't burn. I was just messing with Hey, hey, Nebby. <laughs> To me, I, I feel like they were mocking him because every time God shows up like Elijah, he was like, he was doing all this stuff. You know, he was like, oh, your God must be asleep or on vacation. <laughs> yeah, wake him up, you know. But I can see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not afraid at all. Not afraid at all. Not, not a listen. <laughs> I can see him kind of had a little, little swag, you know. Take me to the fire. <laughs> Turn it up. You have to understand that nothing in this world, nothing can ever intimidate a child of God. A child of God has a full round blessing. Listen, 
if you allow what attacks you to be what takes you down, then that's what takes you down. Or if you allow what attacks you to be the thing to build you, then you can see the fourth man. And the fourth man is Jesus. Obviously, I'm talking about Jesus. But we're trying to have revival. No, no. We're having revival here in Denellen. So the fourth man showed up a long time ago. And I think this church know a little bit about the fire. But there was a blessing that came out of the fire. There was a building that was birthed in the fire. Oh, I told you I was going somewhere. <laughs> and, and what, what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for the good. God says before you even get in the building, it's paid off. Can you see the fourth man? Every time you shout in that new building, you're going to see the fire. You're going to understand that it took a physical fire for us to have a spiritual fire. Oh, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, can you see the fourth man? Boy, he looked good. Oh, help me, Jesus. You can remain standing. The flames may drown out your praise, but that don't stop the fourth man from showing up in the midst of the blaze. I could see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just having church in that fiery furnace. But I want to let you know, they would not bow their knee. That's what got them thrown into the fiery furnace. That's what got them. They wouldn't bow their knee. But the Bible says that they fell down bound when they got in the furnace. But Brother Daniel, nobody threw them in there. It says they threw them in there, but as you read the scripture, they walked in there. So what that is telling me, Brother Angel, is that when they got in the fire... They said, now this is a perfect place to give God, God some praise. And let me tell you how they knew their hands was loosed. Because they had them lifted. They had them lifted. And let me tell you, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 says, For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not are eternal. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says he's already in the fire, so I'm going to worship him before I get there. I want to tell somebody I came tonight to let you know I know my title said can you see the fourth man but I want to remind this church don't ever forget about the fourth man because through the fire you're going to have revival not only revival but you're walking in a new church and let me tell you if you never forget about how you got to where you're going there's more buildings in store let me tell you God uses the worst times in our lives to do the best things. You know why he does that? Because he has to make sure you can't do anything to facilitate it. He'll do it. Because sometimes a strong man, one of my biggest problems, I told my wife, one of my biggest problems, I'm multi-talented. I can do multiple things. I can do all types of jobs. I'm, I've done all types of jobs. So sometimes when the chips are down, Sister Lacey, I start looking at my hands. Okay, what can I do? Oh, oh, that door closed. I, I, that door closed. And then when I can't do nothing else, I bow my knee. 
oh God. I need thee, oh God. I'm helpless, oh God. I need you, oh God. In January, I needed him. He showed up. In February, I needed him for my mind. He showed up. Hear what I'm trying to tell you. In March, I needed him in my finances. He showed up. In April, I needed him in my health. And he showed up. In May, I needed him because I felt like a fatherless child. He showed up. I'm telling you, right now, the fourth man will not leave you lingering. Will not leave you to your own devices. He is God and he's able to do it come on church can you see the fourth man whatever you need whatever you're in the need of right now I want you to lift your hands and ask God like you've already got it like you've already got it he I don't know what else this church needs uh, to finish the pledge. I don't even know the final need, uh, but I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, uh, God's already done it. Uh, if you do your part, he'll do his part. Uh, if you will show up in the fire, uh, if you will pray in the fire, uh, he'll do it. Uh, there's already a job contract. Uh, there's already businesses set up. Uh, there's already people that he's going to send. Uh, uh, Huh. He's in the business of sending an anonymous giver. Huh. He's in the business of rebuilding things that you think can never be built up. He's in the business of helping people that you feel like they're done for. Come on. Come on. If you believe that, if you believe that God is able to do it, why don't you continue to pray? I wonder if we have somebody that will pray something that is not even ordinary. Because let me tell you what I did Tuesday night. Man, it's like 10 o'clock, sister Lacey. And I'm, I'm, I'm plumb that by this time. I'm country. I was plumb wild. God asked me, to, first of all, I had a bad attitude. I woke up Monday, and God says, I want you to go on a fast. I said, God, you realize my mother-in-law here? I'm not kidding. I, I said, and then I came home, and she had some ribs cooking. There was an instant agitation in, that, in those ribs. But I get to the prayer room. I'm walking around. And I couldn't feel nothing. I'm praying. I'm not kidding, y'all. I got on the floor and rolled. I was trying to do, I think you understand. I was trying to just feel something. I said, uh, about 2 o'clock in the morning, I was just like this. I got tired. I said, God, why in the world am I even here? I said, I can't even feel you. I, what is going on? Then God started he said, oh, I want you to continue to knock. So I started praying. Right when I broke through, it was about 3.30, I broke through. I felt the power of the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, I kept seeing lights. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I opened my eyes, and it was the police. <laughs> he looking at me. 
I'm looking at him. He got his light on me. I moved very slowly to the prayer room light. I turned the lights on, and I did this. He looks back at me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He turns the light. He, you know, he get back in his car, and he leaves. I was like, well, I showed him. <laughs> And right after that, the Holy Ghost said, there are times when I'm shining lights to try to get you to see, but you're too distracted by your present circumstances that you can never open your eyes and look and see that I'm shining the light right in your face. Jesus said that I'm always on patrol, but you're never paying attention. So I called you here tonight, not because there was a certain thing that you need to do. You think that I got to call you to pray just to handle a certain situation? What if I just wanted to talk to you? What if I just wanted to spend some time with you? And I say, God, I'm sorry. He says, well, there's nothing you can be, need to be sorry for because you've been doing everything that everybody else been doing. You've been going through revival, but you haven't been having revival. You've been experiencing revival, but you have not been in doing it yourself. And I say, God, what do you mean? God said, you showed up to church in duty you showed up in church just because you felt like you had to do it God said let me let you know you don't have to come to church you don't have to do these things but if you do it do it like you love me and I just lifted my hands and I started praying I started weeping and I started repenting to God. I said, God, forgive me for feeling like I deserve what you give me. God, forgive me for all of these service that Brother Gore has been preaching. The power of God has been moving. And I've just been, I, it's not that I don't care, but God, I just showed up to pray for somebody and I didn't receive. God, help me to understand that I need you just as light, just as well as everybody else do. And I say, God, please confirm things that I'm praying through Brother Gore. And there was a point in the message where he stopped. And he said these words. It's time for you to stop saying, God, give me. And start saying, God, make me. And I knew that was for me. But when I prayed that at 3 o'clock in the morning, when I finally broke through, God says, now go home. And I probably only prayed about 30 minutes out of the whole time I was there. The whole time I was there, I was complaining about this, telling God about this, talking about this. But when I shut my spirit, God was able to speak. What am I, why am I telling you this? Because in order for you to see the fourth man, you can never be in the fire and complain about the fire. Remember, if you're in the fire, you might as well go ahead and do what got you there because if he got you there he'll get you through it what I'm telling you when we go into this next service I know you look around this next building you may look around and say well I don't necessarily see all that God is doing but if you will act like there's 50, 50 people that's going to be extra in that building 100 people extra in that building or a thousand people extra on that land or the God's trying to get you out of your own way Shalomah I'm going to get out of y'all way. I feel like my job wasn't to, 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 to remind you that you're in revival. That's not my job. My job is to come here is to, to help what God has struck up in this church two years ago for you to understand that what happened in this place, if the prayers of the saints wouldn't have mattered, that building would have caught a fire. Brother, brother, it was just a cafeteria. 
No, it wasn't. It was something that God had set apart to burn. Because let me tell you, when they built this building, they should have attached that to this building. God says, I'm going to burn that and give you a place to worship and, and, and watch, watch what happened there manifest over there. The fourth man showed up in the fire. And I recall your pastor told me that he, when it was burning, he said, well, ain't nothing I can do. I don't know if he did or not. I can't remember vaguely, but I don't know if he got hot dogs and uh, some s'mores and, and just chilled out. <laughs> he just watched it burn. Can I tell you that when you watch stuff burn, that God elevates you out there. They see you burn. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they came out the fire, they were elevated in all of the land. God is elevating this church in Dunellen. So don't think that you're just having a regular service. Jesus' name. Lift your hands one last time. Let's pray that we can understand that we all have our parts in the fire. That we all have our hands in the revival that is happening here in Dunellen, here in this area, here in this city. God, right now, I pray that each and every individual in this church, that they stop using the church as an excuse that what the church is doing. But I pray, God, that they make the church their life and that whatever happens in the church happens to them. And God, I pray that there be some new prayer warriors that wake up. I pray, God, that that right now as I speak God that there are some things there are some unctions God that you will birth in them and let them understand that the weight that is able to be carried by everybody in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth continue to pray just for another moment hallelujah hallelujah the Lord's working the Lord's moving right now Come on, your trial is working for you. The fire that you're going through is working for you. It's not against you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The trial of your faith is going gonna, is gonna to manifest. It's going to work into gold. What you're going through is not, to, it's, it's not supposed to bring you down. It's not to destroy you, but it's to build you. The trial that you're going through is to allow God to move, allow God to operate, allow God to give you a testimony. In the name of Jesus, God, change our perspective. Change our perspective in the fire. Change the way we're looking at the situation. Change the way that we're going through this thing right now. Help us to see, Lord, you at work in it. Help us to see your hand at work in it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Collectively as a church, Pastor Daniel said it today, we've been in a, in a transition for two years. I know the stuff with the building just happened with the last few months, since last year. But since that building burned down, we've been in transition for two years. That's uncomfortable. Our Sunday school has been uncomfortable for two years. The church has been 
and discomfort for two years. We've been having revival. We're, we're having great church. But there's just this friction, just, just this aggravation, this agitation. And we need to see it from a different perspective. It's not, it's not the enemy that's doing it to us. It's the Lord. There's this discomfort because he's saying there's something more. There's something greater. If we will remain faithful, if we will see the, the, the fire from a different perspective, that God's hand was at work from the very beginning. And he's doing this to grow us. He's doing this to advance us. He's doing this to build the kingdom of God. That, 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 that fire was working for us. Come on, let's worship the Lord just for another moment. Hallelujah. Lord, I know we're going to be uncomfortable in that, that Sunday school room in Highway 41. It's going to be uncomfortable for a few months. It is. It's going to be a little bit hot in that room. We're in there worship, worshiping the Lord. But what God is doing is greater than what we can see. God's hand is at work. There are greater things at work than what we can even imagine. God's going to bring a revival that goes beyond our wildest dreams. There's going to be growth beyond our wildest dreams. In the name of Jesus if you believe that will you clap your hands to the Lord and worship the Lord in faith come on God's doing it God's doing it God's doing it oh the fourth man is showing up hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus thank you Jesus that was collectively now individually is there anybody here that can raise your hand and say that you are in the fire you are in a fire in your life whether it's financially physically, emotionally, mentally, is there a fire? Look, we're all in this thing together right here. We're all going through different battles, different situations. We're all going through something. There's a fire, but we've got to see it from a, dip, a different perspective. We've got to see it. This thing is not against us. This thing is for us. This thing is working us to gold. This thing is working us unto perfection. God's saying, if I can get you through this, if you will allow me to get you through this situation, I will, sh I will show everyone my hand at work. I will show everyone my glory. I will show everyone my goodness. Because when you come through it, it's not going to be by you or your own will, your own power, your own intellect. It's going to be God doing it a supernatural way. And it's going to be revealed openly and God's going to bless you. God's going to use your testimony to reach somebody. Let's pray together one more time for families, for individuals. Lord, God, this situation that I'm in, God, whether I don't know if it was the enemy that put me here, if it was you that put me here, but God, I want to see it through your eyes. God, I know that you are working this thing for my good. I know that if I can remain faithful, God, I'm going to come to the house of God faithfully. And when I come in, I'm going to come in with my hands lifted. I'm going to come in with my voice lifted. I'm going to worship you, Lord. I'm going to give my, my offerings. I'm going to give my tithe faithfully because I know that you are going to work this thing out for my good. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you clap your hands and praise the Lord in advance for what he's going to do in your life? Why don't you worship the Lord like he's already done it? Why don't you worship the Lord like he's already blessed you? Worship him like he's already given you that job. Worship him like he's already healed you. Worship him like he's already saved your family. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, there's going to be calls this week. God, there's going to be, God answers to prayer this week. God, there's going to be family members that are going to come this week. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, will you say in Jesus' name.